welcome to episode 110 of the Loco Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, how's it going tonight? Uh, highly mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm if I'm being completely honest, it is it has been a highly mediocre day. Yeah, well. Well, it's been a highly mediocre afternoon. Just kind of just kind of wearing on you, huh? Yeah. Well, we're um, uh, we're not going to talk too much about your magic day today, at least, anyways. So, but we'll probably kind of get into that and stuff like that. Um. So today we're going to kind of do a different type of episode. Um, this is I, we've we've talked about doing this episode since. This like, was one of our first ideas for an episode. Yeah, like one of our first ideas for an episode all the way a year or two ago, whatever it is. It's been a while. Like, it's been a while. A um, hundred episodes ago, um, but this is uh, magic and mental health. And we kind of have a lot of different facets we want to talk about with this. Um, and it's kind of a interesting topic. So um, I don't even I don't even know how to kick this one off, I guess. So um, oh, I, yeah. I, I guess I kind of have a kickoff. Like, OK, so the way that I originally got the idea for doing this episode was I was going back through the backlog of Fear the Boot episodes. Mm hmm. And they actually did, like, a two-part episode on mental health and gaming. Yeah. And, like, dealing with things. And that originally made me be like, I feel like we could do an episode on mental health. Like, it could be good. And then I, like, started thinking about, like, the sheer amount of prep work we probably should have put into this episode. And I'm just like, I don't know if we can do this. Uh, there's a lot to it. And, like, let's just stop and, like, make this disclaimer here. Um, we are not physicians in any manner. We are not educated in this really in much of any way. Um, we are not doctors. Do not take our opinions as such um, <laughs> or any type of medical advice. Um, obviously, if you feel you have um, any issues relating to mental health, please, there are um, uh, outlets there that you can contact uh, with professionals that can actually help you. And I would highly recommend uh reaching out to those so um now that that's out of the way you can continue <laughs> oh yeah like it's basically exactly what you said we we are not licensed practitioners of literally any of this stuff this is literally just our own experiences right mm -hmm. which depending on who you ask means that we actually have more of a right to talk about it than most people <laughs> <laughs> maybe not me but you know yeah like, maybe not I mean, I've always said I'm pretty sure you could put a picture of my family member in like a book on psychi psychiatric disabilities. So yeah, you know, but... we got it nice and filled up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> right. So just for a, I suppose we'll just the best method for probably going about this episode is just going to be like at least for me, I'm going to talk about my own personal issues and like how they have applied to magic and mm -hmm. how like it has affected things in magic and just ways that I deal with them. Yeah. I don't know and... if you want to be that open about yourself, like your narcissism, but oh, yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but... I, 
I've always told people I'm literally willing to talk about anything involving myself. The odds are you don't want to listen. (laughs) (laughs) Because let's be real. No one likes hearing a tragedy. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody, nobody likes gaming stories, John. No, (laughs) (laughs) but all right. Why don't you, I'm, uh, I'm going to let you take the stage for this because I think you have a lot more to say because I'm, uh, I think this is far, far closer to you and far more personal to you. Yeah, probably. All right. So I think the most obvious one for me to talk about in regards to like the magic community as a whole is I have never been formally diagnosed with it, but I do have various, um, things that imply that I do have minor paranoia. Mm-hmm. I just, I have an innate distrust of people I don't know. And some people say that it's natural to distrust people you don't know. And some people say that it is, it is not natural. But for me, it's just that who I am is I will naturally not necessarily trust someone due to like previous things in my life as like the starter i'm not someone who just makes friends easily i'm not someone who talks to new people easily i have to be comfortable where i am for that to even be a thing and i've i'm slowly getting out of the habits of that like i was actually talking to my roommate uh like a month ago where like i i was talking to him like you know uh, (laughs) i told him you know what I just realized? He's like, what? I'm like, for the first time in a long time, I actually feel comfortable just leaving my wallet sitting out in the place that I am when there's other people around, and I have absolute faith that no one's going to take it. <laughs> like, that is ridiculous. As a weird, as a weird thing, like that, and that's a lot of environments from you know your background and stuff like that but like like most people that's something that they just don't even think about (laughs) yeah but that that was the thing where when i was younger i had to learn to sleep with my wallet in my pocket and i slept in my jeans because yeah you did didn't you i remember that actually now (laughs) yeah it wasn't a comfort thing that made me sleep my jeans i was comfortable sleeping in my jeans because you learned to be. I learned to be comfortable sleeping in my jeans, and it was entirely because of a lack of trust. I'm mm-hmm. just, I don't like large crowds of people because there's too many people for me to keep track of. Um, something <laughs> See, that I, I'm like that too. I like, I'm just to, it's sorry. Yeah, you're but good. Like, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I tend to be hyper alert on things. Mm-hmm. So, like, me and my wife will be walking through somewhere, and I'll be like, you, and I'll say something like, you didn't see this thing, this thing, you know, like, like little details and stuff like that a lot of times, or like certain people or things like that. Like, but when I get into a big crowd, it becomes like, you know how it becomes like large groups of people become a singular entity. Yes. Like, and, and I almost feel weirdly more comfortable like that. Um, I don't know. It's really weird. Like we went to a concert recently and there weren't enough people and it wasn't packed enough to make it feel like that. And I kind of felt paranoid the whole time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I actually can completely agree with that because, you know, the time that we all went to Sunshine together, yep. my problem wasn't the people when we were all in the heavy metal stage together. Yeah. My problem was when I was out walking around the campground. Yeah. That's when I didn't like people. 
Yeah. I like there was a large pack of bodies in the HM stage, right? Yeah. And I felt perfectly fine in there. But as yep. soon as I left, I started looking at everyone moving around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I hear you. It's like it's just one of those things where I just you know, like I said, it's a natural distrust of people. Another thing that a lot of people probably don't realize, because I'm not very overt about it. I go out of my way to whenever I sit at a match of magic, I am sitting facing the door. I knew you picked your spots usually. I didn't know that's the reason though. Yeah, and it's like it's... I knew I knew you tried to, to, to put yourself in a specific place. Like mm-hmm. for a lot of things. But well it's and it's always that's always been my thing, is even when I go to restaurants, I always sit where I'm the one facing the door. Yeah, and I will go out of my way to do that. I know a few people like that. Yeah, and I can't tell you why. I've never had someone like sneak into a building and attack me before. <laughs> I just want to be watching the door. Yep. And I've, I, I've never understood why, but that's literally just something I do that makes me feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's not if I don't get to sit facing the door. It's not like I have a breakdown. I'll sit, you know, at table one or table two with my back to the door and I'm perfectly fine with it once I'm actually playing, but I will go out of my way to avoid it if I can. Mm-hmm. You know, it's never to the point that I'll ever ask someone, hey, can we switch seats? Yeah. I'm not that deep into it, but just... Because that's also how you are, too. But <laughs> Yeah. That is also how I am. I will gladly take on a discomfort to not inconvenience other people. Yeah. But it's, like I said, it's, just, it's one of those super, super minor things where I always want to do that. And one of the nice things about the fact that I've gotten so acclimated to being at Dungeon's End is the fact that I no longer feel uncomfortable like talking to a new person there. Mm -hmm. Because as far as my mind is concerned, Dungeon's End is like my second home, right? Like, Yeah, it'd be like if, you know, one of your roommates brought somebody you don't really know over there, kind of, you know, like... Yeah, you, you you could have a conversation with them and not feel like, you know. Yeah, and it's the same thing, you know. Like when we met uh, the married couple that joined our gaming group at your house, I felt comfortable in your house to where I was I was perfectly fine talking to new people in your house. Yeah, like, it wasn't yeah. a problem for me. Mm-hmm. So like just the acclimation to a location made it much easier for me to get over my natural distrust and paranoia of other people. Mm-hmm. I also will say, just as a random side note, I'm pretty sure this distrust of people actually makes me as good of a driver as I am. <laughs> Probably, because you never I, trust any of the other people on the road. <laughs> yeah, I just assume everyone else is going to do something terrible, so. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. So that's, like I said, that's like the main... That's... One of the things that does affect me on an everyday basis, but it was, like I said, it's a really e- easy way for me to deal with certain things of that. It's like, I did get acclimated to Dungeon's End, and I do just sit in a certain way, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't, obviously, these things that help me aren't necessarily going to help other people, but these mm-hmm. are things that do help me with my things, and maybe they can help make they can help with other people who do have these issues. Yeah. And I don't really know if this that can be like construed as like a social anxiety thing. Because mine is, mm. I don't I don't think mine is like a social anxiety. Like I don't get anxious when I have to talk to people. I just don't want to talk to them. 
yeah like i i understand what you're saying it's not the it's not the worry of talking to people it's more the um like the environment of having to be vigilant if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like yeah i i get what you're saying because like i've had this i i kind of am like that too obviously not to a level that's problematic but um uh when i had uh i had some anxiety for a while like a in certain places and stuff and it doesn't feel the same yeah but so yeah yeah so uh moving on to things that i've actually been diagnosed with (laughs) (laughs) uh the main why why do i have to scroll down multiple pages (laughs) (laughs) hey now hey now it's not that many (laughs) uh this one this one is one of that probably way more people have than they realize because it's not that well diagnosed or that well understood or what it even constitutes but this probably over diagnosed to some to some degree but yeah this one is just attention deficit disorder or add Mm -hmm. like i legit am diagnosed with this one and the whole thing with that is like it is hard for me to focus on things Mm -hmm. but that's actually the lovely joy of magic where magic is complex enough that it is able to reign in my brain Mm -hmm. like you do hear a lot of people who have add they always say like they have that one thing that just makes their brain calm down it's that one thing that they can focus on and it just pulls in all their attention magic is that to me gaming as a whole is that to me Mm -hmm. and i don't really know how i don't know what it is about games like it's you know video games like pen and paper rpgs you know card games like they're just very good at pulling in my attention as to where a lot of the rest of the world really isn't yeah (laughs) Uh, i like i feel like this is a really common one that um would affect a lot of people a lot of people and i could see a lot of people being in your camp Mm -hmm. and then also a lot of people being in the other camp where um they sit down for a game and they have that trouble focusing and everything yeah, I but, I have seen that where yeah. with people where it's it's very it's I don't know if it's quite the same thing, but I kind of feel get that vibe from the same people who they're very, very rushed when they're playing. Like they don't have the the patience to like let things actually go the way they need to go before they do something else. Like they just kind of jump the gun, as it were. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that might be kind of the same thing. But obviously, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not a psychiatrist. Yeah. Or, or things things happening next to them and getting distracted easily and stuff like that. Um, and that can be annoying if you're playing against somebody like that who is not paying attention to your game. Mm-hmm. Like, And if, I, if I'm completely honest, I have done that to my opponent where they're just yeah. boring me. Uh-huh. And suddenly I'm just watching the game going on next to me. Yeah. And I, I commonly do, like, I especially do that when I'm shuffling. Uh-huh. Where I'm paying my opponent might as well not exist. I'm just watching the actual game of magic going on next to me because shuffling is just such a mindless thing that my mind obviously isn't focusing on it and it'll just start to wander. And then once the game usually starts, I'm usually paying more attention when I'm actually trying to be serious, but you know. Yeah. It's the human attention span. (laughs) It can do whatever it wants on occasion. Yeah. It's... Yeah. I feel like this is something, yeah, is that this is just something that I think if you go into a store, you'll have to, this is something you'll, air quotes, have to deal with, you know? 
mm-hmm. like in one way or another. Obviously, when you go in, you just have to deal with it because that's something. <laughs> you know? It is. It is me. But it is you and stuff. But um, uh, like, just even being mindful of that, like that. People don't necessarily have control over this stuff. You know, it's really easy to think that we all process the world the way, you know, like easy for me to think that everyone processes the world the way I do. And that's just not the case, you know, at all. Well, like, <laughs> along those lines, it's easy to think that and then you actually encounter other people and you and you question why they don't think that way. Exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we do that all the time. Like, that's just it's a very human thing. And like. Yeah pulling out of that is something that's really really um it's a good skill to have to stop and to be able to step back and say why is somebody doing this it's like i mean you know in my in my job and stuff like that that's something that i really have to that i've kind of learned to think about as second nature if mm-hmm. that makes sense like i i just if there's two quotes i just like want to post in my office that like define like the way I perceive the world, it's um, it, it's Hanlon's razor is one of them, and that's this right here. You know, never attribute to malice that which can adequately be attributed to stupidity. Yep. Um, but basically, it's just you know that whole saying is just saying, like, don't assume people are trying to do something to attack you. You know, most of the time they're they're doing things because it's just their way of doing things, or they have different amounts of information or they perceive the world in a different way or there's some there's something else here it's not that the world is out to get you like if that makes sense but so this is kind of tangential but actually related to that Mm -hmm. theory of yours or to that to literally hanlon's razor um i heard someone talk i heard basically someone's opinion on this where Mm -hmm. internet culture has kind of led people to get to the point where they assume that any sort of question about anything they're related to they automatically assume is an attack on them yeah and that's i think that's just a human nature thing you think that is actually human nature just more expressed on the internet or do you think the internet is just internet culture has kind of led people to think that way no i think it's just human a more of a human nature thing Mm -hmm. internet culture has just made us see more more humanity if that makes sense yeah like we're the same as we always have been we just run into more of us now if that makes any sense like you know like you know however many years ago it was really hard to run into you know a random person from hungary or whatever you know pick pick your random country across the world now i can interact with those people on a day-to-day basis you know and people from different cultures and everything are now intersecting more often when realistically it's something that should make us more understanding and tolerant to some degree it just actually it's, just triggers triggers all of our survival instincts even more <laughs> yeah it's done the opposite and that i actually that's i don't kinda... know if it's i don't know if it's done the opposite it's more so if it's just it's it's just made us more it's, it's just showing who we are and we just need to start working through the exact people of who we are i was just thinking about this recently actually so it's yeah kind of funny but well, yeah, I've, I've actually, that was actually kind of the same conclusion that I came to around, along the whole thing is like, I don't think it's, you know, the internet made us this way. I, you know, I think we just, as you said, we are naturally that way and we don't have the natural, um, 
expectations of our local communities and those that we see on a regular basis to not act that way. Yep. You know, like you see, you talk to someone on the internet and that person is for all intents and purposes, not connected to you in any way. Mm-hmm. You know, they are an outside entity. And as a result, you are being a human, you're going to be more standoffish to that person. Yeah. And I think we just, I think it's something we just need to learn to overcome. Yeah. Like it'll just be an evolutionary thing to some degree, but God All help right. us. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of evolutionary things that we need to try and work our way through. All right. So this is kind of an interesting one. I don't really know what this says about me, but this one is not actually listed in my personal psychiatric file as far as I'm aware. Uh-huh. It's listed in my sister's that I have it. Okay. And that's intermittent explosive disorder, which for those who don't know means I have anger issues. This is the absolute perfect description, though. I'd, I'd never heard it before. I just knew you had anger issues. But this is the exact perfect description for what your situation is. It is, but I still think the name sounds dumb. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm being, I, I'm assuming it, it has to be in my file, what's in my sister's file. But yeah. it's literally listed in my younger sister's psychiatric file because she also had to go see a psychiatrist that her brother has anger issues. Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't know if that's like them saying they don't trust me or what. But I heard about this from my mother when she was like, oh, yeah, they put you in your sister's file for having this. I'm like, well, they're, you know, dumb. <laughs> but I... I have always had anger anger issues. Uh, as a child, I would literally just black out, like in with you know black out in actual rage. It's mm-hmm. been a long time since I've gotten to the point of true rage. I have yeah. learned to I've made you pop it. a couple times, but you I have. Haven't, like I haven't put you into the like stab me or anything yet so no you've tried really hard though (laughs) i swear to god you tried friend test (laughs) (laughs) yeah this this is probably if i'm being completely honest this is the thing that is the most detrimental for me as being a member of the magic community yeah because this is is this is the one that is most likely to get me in trouble yeah it is (laughs) like i can control it Mm-hmm. usually I have I almost never lash out physically anymore like just growing up made it so mm-hmm. I, I don't do that anymore but I sometimes with unreasonable regularity lash out verbally at people mm-hmm. and I know enough about myself that I've learned to see the signs in myself mm-hmm And I can literally, it actually happened today in round four playing against my opponent, where, like, after I conceded the game because he cast a mass manipulation, I just was not enjoying playing anymore. I could literally feel it just, like, you know that, that times when, like, you just get angry and you feel, like, a pressure building in your head. And then eventually it just pops. And you have two choices, which is do something or do nothing. 
And if you do something, you're going to regret it. Yeah. And if you do nothing, you just kind of have to sit there literally doing nothing for fear that you'll do something. Have you ever had that? No, not exactly that by any means. Because <laughs> I've had that. Okay. I literally Maybe had I have that. actually. I'm trying I've to had you. that today. And like the point is literally like three or five seconds. Mm-hmm. And I know once I get beyond that point, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. As long as no one talks to me. Yep. <laughs> It is it is a very common occurrence for me that after a match I'll just go outside. Yep, I know. It's like, <laughs> Peace out. I'm done. We're staying away from everything going on right now. Yep. Uh sometimes I can't yeah, like, control. I, I was gonna say something, like I usually follow you around like a lost puppy for the most part. <laughs> but like I know when like like I can see you and when you head that way it's just like I'm just gonna sit here like yeah. and wait. <laughs> Give John a few minutes of fresh air. <laughs> yeah, you'll go out there. You'll ask me a question. I'll start swearing a lot, but at least I'll be calm about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like there's been times where I don't do that because my opponent, being dumb, doesn't realize that I'm at that point, and they'll say something, mm-hmm. and then I start talking. So here's yeah. another thing about me. Mm-hmm. I always can tell when I'm going to say something that's going to, I'm going to regret saying. Because I, you know, I'm assuming like most people, I build sentences in my, in my head as I'm saying them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is the word I want to use. I shouldn't say this word. This is a really bad word to use. I'm going to say the word anyways. And then I say it. I was like, I'm going to get in trouble for that. But you do it anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is literally a part of me just being angry. Like, there's always been talks about whether or not venting is actually good for anger. Some people say it is. Some people say it's the exact opposite because venting gets your body and mind in this in the thought process that venting, like expressing your anger like that is a good thing and can lead to, I don't know, the whole thing's screwed up. All I Basically, know is, we have no idea what's going on with yeah. shocking, <laughs> this stuff. Shocking, I know. The human mind is complex. But it's like, yeah, I I have apologized to the owner of the store that I play at before. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> like, I know when I like, I'm kind of a bad person though because I will never apologize to the person I snapped on, except once. Because I I legit apologize. I'm like, I'm sorry, and I was in the wrong, and I know I was in the wrong. Every other time I've snapped on someone, I'm like, they deserved it, and to this yeah. day, I still think they deserved it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, at least I'm willing to stand by my stances. Yeah. But I still, I have still apologized to the store owner before. It's like, I should not do that in public. And I know I shouldn't do it in public. I know I shouldn't do it, period. Yeah. Unless it's to you, because I know you're, you'll, you'll usually be accepting of my ranting. And yeah. if you're not accepting of it, you'll tell me. Because yeah. you're a good enough friend to do so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what was it? Two weeks ago, I literally I was on another rant about Carnage Tyrant, and you're just like, "Shut up!" <laughs> and I think there was something else going on. I'm like, "Just stop!" Like, yeah. I just don't even like. I think it was for me actually more so than anything. Uh, like, and I'm just like, "Just stop!" I don't even care. Yeah. I don't want you to talk about it. Just stop. <laughs> and I even told you though. I'm like, I know I'm in the wrong. I j- just still. Yeah. And then we just kind of like spiraled into a whatever conversation, like we I always do. I've been I've been weird lately, so yeah. So yeah, 
Intermittent Explosive Disorder, IED. Accurate. Yep. <laughs> this is but the, like, the, if anything's ever going to get me get me put in prison, it's this. <laughs> but I like to think that I've I have it mostly under control. If there's anything that defines your blue red nature, this is it. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's like cool, calm, icy control. And it's a nice little yeah. red core that likes to explode every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good to know that you have a defining mental disability as a trait or as a defining trait. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> this is better knowing than not knowing, but yeah, like unfortunately, this this is one of those things that I can't really give people advice on how to deal with themselves because you're it's, still trying to, right? Like I'm still trying to. Like I can tell you, it works for me. That's literally leave the goddamn building. Yeah, like I mean, like understanding yourself enough to to notice the signs of when things are coming on is useful. Yes, like, like to help yourself and others, like. Because when you when you explode, you don't feel any better afterwards. Like nope. <laughs> like you, you tend to feel worse because you just blew up on somebody for the most part. Even if you do believe they deserved it, like <laughs> like you're not like sweet. I told this person like you probably would have rather just kept your mouth shut. Yeah. Like, well... and I know the times when you blew up on me afterwards, you were just like, like I think it made you more frustrated that I got you to that point. And then you did it, like, and then you're like, you know, it's just, it's just not good for anybody. So like understanding it and being able to maneuver that is just good. And for the people on the outside, recognizing when somebody is upset, yes. like, or, or looks like they're getting upset or, you know, there's, you know, there's all these things and stuff like that. Like we get, you know, in magic and stuff, we get really, really butthurt because, well, my opponent didn't extend the hand or didn't shake my hand or whatever like that. Like it, your opponent isn't an NPC. Like they're a person with real emotions and real feelings. And like, if you just beat them, guess what? They lost the game of magic. And yeah, well, it's just a game that sucks, man. Like, and it can really hurt depending on like what game it is. And you know, it's just like recognizing that and understanding that is is huge and it's one of those things that like one of the reasons i believe in being a graceful loser like and you know doing things to show my opponent that i am not you know upset with them unless i am but yeah. <laughs> you know like it's it's one of those things it's like always always creating some finality and stuff like that but well, even just going in so far as, like, you know, your opponent is not an NPC and you should learn to empathize with them. Like, the people around you also matter. Like, yeah. The thing that bothers me the most whenever I have an outburst, like, mm -hmm. it's not my opponent's feelings. It's not, you know, because them. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not my feelings because I'll get over it. Yeah. You know, like, I care what... But like, like I said, I care what the owner of the store thinks about me, mm -hmm. and I care what every other person in that room who is a member of this community that I'm trying to foster and help grow and make better think of me. Mm -hmm. And whenever I snap, I just like, all I can think about is like every single person's little like, you know, reputation meter has just lost like 100 points. Yeah, like it just ticks down and stuff like that. And, and like, also, like, 
people aren't good at dealing with this stuff. No. Like, it feels really awkward when something like that happens. I mean, like, uh, you know, I, I remember going and playing at a store at one time and, you know, somebody was having a bad day and, you know, got mad and left. Um, bless, bless their heart because I would have been mad too. But I'm <laughs> uh, like, and everybody, sit, you know, everybody else is sitting there going, shit, what do we do now? Like, yeah. we, can't, just like we can't talk about it or can we or should we not and like it, it's it's that it's that weird situation where it's like people want to say something but people don't want to say something it's like this weird elephant in the room for you know for a long time and stuff like that it's kind of a it, it's it's tough for people to deal with yeah like it's hard enough for people to deal with their own emotions let alone other mm-hmm. people's emotions yes yeah <laughs> true that <laughs> Man, relationships are hard. Right? Like, let's be real here. <laughs> like, relationships are hard. Relationships with yourself are hard. Like, yeah. You know, that's... Like, yeah. Like, yeah, just, just like, continue that, that whole thought process. Like, I am... Tr- I want to be a real res- well-respected member of my community. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It's really, really hard to be that when people know that I can just snap. Yeah. Exactly. And, like, it is the biggest detriment to be as a magic player is the fact that I have anger issues. Yeah. But I can't do anything about it. Right. Like, I guess I could take a medication that makes me feel nothing, but then I'm not me. Like, you know, as you said, nothing, nothing shows my blue red, you know, side better than this exact disorder. Yeah. And part of being red is being emotional. Mm -hmm. Like, this is that like, yep. you know, I, I've, I've, I've told people this many times. Like I don't feel minor emotions. I feel emotional extremes, mm-hmm. you know, I don't just, I'm not, I'm never just happy. I feel joyous. I don't feel mm-hmm. anger. I feel rage. I don't feel sadness. This is called the segue. <laughs> I feel depression. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> This is, this is the last thing that I have for my own personal issues to talk about. And this is the last thing that I am personally diagnosed with is I am diagnosed with depression. You know, we've talked about this on a previous episode where I, mm-hmm. I'm like a mental medical miracle somehow because <laughs> I just got over, I quotations got over my own depression by just not taking my medication anymore because I mentally no longer wanted to be depressed. Yeah. Dear everyone else in the world. Don't be like, me. Just don't <laughs> like, please, please take care of this. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I did not know, know John when this was happening, I would have recommended against it and, and everything, <laughs> but like, it's, it's just do whatever you can to take care of this. Cause this is, this is real. Yeah. Like I am literally a one in a million, that I was able to deal with this myself the way I did. Mm-hmm. And if I'm being completely honest, it's not permanently dealt with because it can't Oh God, be. no. I don't think I, yeah, I don't think that was ever on the table for something no. that, that we thought. No, not even close. Like that is, this is a thing where like I'm over it mostly, mm-hmm. but I do still get legitimate bouts of really bad depression. Mm-hmm. It usually happens in winter because yeah. winter is just, for human beings the most depressing season i have i have trouble in winter too actually this this winter i've had more trouble than a lot of them yeah 
and like that is just a thing so obviously you know it does affect me and like when my when i have depression thoughts i get really really bad depression thoughts Mm -hmm. but you know as i've said about this yeah i've said before i'm not willing to let the world win Mm -hmm. you know but i it is still something that i have to deal with on a pseudo regular basis this is not something that i can just you know wish away or mentally will away yeah and one of the things that really helps with this is like i can be having a terrible day where i don't even want to play magic but i'll go to magic mm-hmm. and i go to magic because i know after magic i'm going to go to mcdonald's with my friends and we're just mm-hmm. going to sit and bs for an hour and it's yeah. going to be fun and it's going to make me feel better about my day mm-hmm. like yeah and maybe maybe i'll hit this point up here at this spot just to get it in and everything but like one of the big things i think that magic is so you know anything basically that magic is so important with especially with something like depression is that um that community and everything really does help uh deal with deal with these issues having i mean having a support group and everything is something that goes a long way like it's not you know, the magic pill that cures everything by any means. Um, but it really, really, really helps to, to deal with these, these emotions and to deal with the, with the feelings and everything. And just, you know, being able to look forward to something when you have that is just a a huge thing, you know, as, as, as weird as that sounds, but I mean, there's a reason why whenever someone is suffering from something like depression or like suicidal thoughts or any of that stuff, like one of the big recommendations people always say is like, you know, build like a line of support, like Mm -hmm. of people that you trust to help you and Mm -hmm. like, you know, help you work through the issues that you have. And like the fact that if you go to an Mm F&M, you know, you can be having a terrible day. But you go there and you know that every single person in that room is there for the same reason as you. Like mm-hmm. there is a connection there with those people. A even sense if there's a purpose, yeah. Yeah. Even if even if you don't like those people for various reasons, they're still there. <laughs> yeah. They're still there for the same reason you are, and as a result, you have ties to that person. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're all there for the same thing, and like it's something that you're you know, you all just want to play magic, whether you want to play it for fun, for winning, for like to show off, you know, for any of that stuff, you still want to play. Mm-hmm. And that does help. Like yeah. 100% it helps. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. <laughs> That's you. That's me. So. <laughs> that is, that is, uh, that is my mental issues that relate to magic. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I am the exact opposite. Um, I ha- I am, uh, I remember there was, like, in high school, I had to take a class in, like, seventh grade or something like that. Um, and I, I always joke, I always refer to it as emotional ed because I was just so, I hated the class. I was sick of it. I don't even remember what it was called exactly, but I'm mm-hmm. uh, basically it was like all that, like dealing with feelings, crap and stuff like that. I got a D minus in the class <laughs> um, and we're pretty sure I didn't fail it because the teacher was retiring and just didn't want to put up with the shit. Um, <laughs> 
Like, and it's really funny that that class I would have got that I got a D minus in because um, I have also been described as the most emotionally stable person that my that my parents have ever known. But I'm a, <laughs> like, um, and I think a lot of that stems from just my ability to look at myself and yes. be okay and be okay with myself. Um, this this may this I don't know if I ever said this before. But I feel like the thing that me and you have the most in common mm -hmm. is we are both very, very big on the thought of and very good at self-reflection. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> and like self-acceptance. Yes. Like, I know who I am. You know who you are. Yep. And we are willing to deal with that as we need to. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. more than anything else about us you know the fact that we both love gaming the fact that you know we both like boobs right like just <laughs> like all of that the thing that me and you have the most in common is the ability to look into ourselves and know who we are as a person i would generally yes agree with that basically i i, I agree with that it's yeah you know and i think that's one of the things that's helped me the most is being being able to like be like i have failings and that's okay and i can mm -hmm. work on them and if i fail that's okay like and i think that's kind of one of the things that got me to where i am as a person you know mostly but um i mean it hasn't been without you know without issues like i i hate even talking about stuff because it's like for realistically like i've had it pretty good i really haven't had to deal with much um i had a very short bout of depression in college um and Luckily, I had a roommate who really, really gave a crap about me and, and just talked to me and stuff like that. And uh, that helped. Um, so mine was just like, was, you know, not a really, a, you know, like a diagnosable medical, long term yeah. medical condition. But I'm, uh, it was it was it was real and legit, I believe. Um, I, I, I still don't think it's as bad as some people have gone through, but um, I mean, that's just that like every human being has felt depression yeah. like that's just part of depression mm -hmm. as a thing some and, people just it just sticks with them yeah and i know it was different because i've i've felt sadness you know like mm -hmm. i've been i've been sad about a lot of things you know and this this was just different you know it's one of those things it's like you know how you feel normally about things yep. and then you get and then something is different or more severe and you're like oh oh okay um i don't know if nothing else it made me really feel, really feel for um for other people because it's like yeah i would not want to have to deal with that all the time <laughs> uh, what is um, the i i don't know if i've ever said this before but like when i had my mental breakdown that resulted in me getting diagnosed with most of these things yeah <laughs> yeah because <laughs> mental breakdowns are great yeah <laughs> you really get to know yourself when you have one um the first thing that I, when I had the mental breakdown, I was sitting in the office at school because I had it at school mm -hmm. and like the, the school guidance counselor came in and he talked to me and he's, he asked me, he asked me a question. He's like, well, why do you want to die? And I just looked at him and I was like, it's not that I don't want to die or it's not that I want to die. It's that I wish I had never been born and had never existed. And he looked at me 
and he could he literally had nothing to say because what the hell do you say to that i've actually like, heard that far more than uh relating to depression far more than like i want to die actually yeah like like, that, it, it, like it's like, not yeah yeah, that is depression. It's not yeah. wanting to die. It's not wanting to exist. It's not sad. It's not even really like, like I've heard some people describe it. It's like it's not even like extreme sadness. It's just like, it's almost apathy. Yeah, like to the point of, yeah, you just want to fade out of existence. Like, from from what I obviously what I've seen of it and the little my little tiny bits of experience, but like. Yeah, and then, yeah, that's tough to deal with. But I don't know. Like, and it's like, yeah, what do you, you know, what do you say to that? But you know, like, so I've, I, I mean, I've had that, um, and recently it's been, like, I don't know if it's like depression range or something like that, but like, um, after my father-in-law passed, or you know, my wife's dad, um, it's we've had a tough time of things like I, I may, you know, I make it sound like my personal life's a giant fucking wreck when I say that when it's not actually like things are actually really good considering um, circumstances. Like, you know, they, they were a family that this thing happened all of a sudden and they came together and are closer mm-hmm. because of it instead of being fractured and torn apart. Like, which, you know, Apparently, I'm just good at finding quality people to end with. So, um, <laughs> so, but like that was really hard on me too, um, because the I mean the thing I always said about the guy was like, you know, when you get married to somebody, they always are like, oh, you know, we're joining families, you're becoming part of the family, blah blah blah, stuff like that. Like, like that was for realsies with him, like. Mm-hmm actually both the, the entire family and stuff like that like i was just included in everything and um always felt like i belonged there and stuff like that so it was really hard for all of us um and so like just dealing with like maybe it's just grief more than anything than it is um would be like depression or anything like i think that's just the yeah the process and everything and, you know, that whole thing brings up a lot with me, too, and stuff like that. Like, as you know, as I've said before, stuff when we've talked about, it, it's like like that. Like, I am just absolutely horrified of my own non-existence. Like, and, like, now it's something that I just had to, conf- like, I have to constantly confront it to some degree. And so having to, like, it, it's mentally exhausting um, to have to, like, deal with those feelings all the time and everything. Um, so like, that's like, that's my struggle right now. Um, and like the way, you know, uh, uh, you know, we're going to tie it back to magic because that's the relevant thing is here. (laughs) This isn't a complete bonus episode. Um, but though, I mean, and obviously the way that relates to magic is and everything is like magic can be that it's just, as I said before, like the, the community aspect the being able to look forward to, to this thing and go and be with people who have the same focus and kind of just not ignore the problems of life, but just kind of let them take a backseat for a little bit. Like, and just instead of having to worry about like, well, how am I going to, you know, you know, 
how am I going to deal with all these feelings and stuff and how am I going to make all these decisions and how am I going to support these people that need, you know, need me to be there for them? Um, I can just worry about, you know, putting pieces of cardboard with monsters on them on the table, like, and it's good, like, and being able to, you know, just focus on magic a little bit and exercise that creativity of building and tuning and analyzing and, and all this stuff. And it's, it's a freeing escape in some ways, like, and I think yeah. some of it is, is like magic has filled in a spot that um uh, tabletop gaming kind of occupied at one point, but has kind of had to have put on hold. Yeah. Like that's in, in the end, we're all playing a card game where we summon dragons and bite each other, right? Yeah. Like, as you, as you put it, it is a sense of escapism. Like, it yeah. is like any other sort of game where you just kind of get lost in what you're doing. Yeah, and I don't think unhealthy escapism. Like, it can obviously no. become unhealthy, but, like, like there is a certain amount of, you know, appropriate escapism to that in the same way that you would watch a movie or read a book or play a video game, play a board game you know take a walk like any of these things that you can go do to to kind of you know release if that makes sense yeah like yeah so it's yeah it's some uh like i'm really glad i have i've had magic around for that because as i said just having that connection to something greater is always good like it always makes you it, it grounds you a little bit and it makes you feel like even if it's just a dumb card game and it's not actually solving my real world problems like it does lift a little tiny bit of weight and that does help like and that i think i think that is important and i don't think i think people sometimes forget how important that is to other people um just in general with with gaming so yeah but um and the other thing that I, this isn't a problem for me anymore, thank God, but I'm, uh, it's, I just want to talk about it, even though it really didn't affect me with magic too much, but I could see it affecting people. I just want to talk about it. Um, for some weird reason, like I didn't have a problem. So, um, what's, what's my son, like two and a half years old right now when he was born, you know, two and a half years ago or whatever, um, Actually, it would have been a little while after that when he was really young and stuff like that. Uh, I was totally fine everywhere else. But whenever we went shopping, I had the I just had anxiety like crazy. And I'm not talking about like, oh, I felt uncomfortable like I normally do because I'm me. Like, mm-hmm. like the tightening in your chest, like feel like you're going to panic, like worry kind of thing. Like, I, like I thought I was getting ill like it was to that point like it was it was over the line of just being something like oh this is kind of like oh i just kind of feel uncomfortable to like i'm actually kind of like worried for myself um <laughs> like i didn't get into the self-death spiral that like dan from through the boot talks about where it's like you start getting towards that like anxiety to have a panic attack and then you worry about having a panic attack which feels the anxiety would then you worry about having the, and then you you know spiral yeah, it into, eventually into that. triggers into an actual panic yeah and then you then you're sitting on the floor curled up in a fetal position on the floor of your bathroom trying to take meds so i'm uh like 
like it never got that bad, but it, it really caused me problems and everything like that. And so if nothing else, it was a little bit of an eye opener for, um, for people who actually experience like real anxiety and everything like that. Um, like, and just to tell people there is a difference between like being nervous, going somewhere where there's people and anxiety, like, yeah. <laughs> like there, there is definitely a difference there. Um, and you know, I still think that, as I said, the, the community helps. Like, in the nervousness aspect of things, once you get there, things feel like you, you, you warm up, things feel good, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It goes there. I think with the anxiety thing, the community aspect of it helps as well. Um, it, do, it, it can help alleviate that. Um, obviously, know yourself for some of it because... Um, as I said, I, I, I had the weird thing whenever I was shopping. That's all it was. It's just, just, when shopping. I was just when I was shopping. Um, just, I don't know what it was. And like, like it is long gone now, which is, thank God, because it was horrible for a while there. Um, like, and it probably not as horrible as I'm making it sound, but it was, it was not a pleasant experience for me. Um, so I don't know. I just, just share that out there and everything that like, you know, and I mean, people can even realize this stuff like this stuff. These are irrational things that can happen at irrational times. <laughs> like, yeah. and I think you have to kind of accept that. Like, it does. Some of it just doesn't make sense. Like, I still don't know why that happened, and I'm glad it was a short-lived thing. But what the hell, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. But and I mean, like, kind of along those lines and like just kind of like things you've been saying you know about like community and all that like i don't want to this this is more of a like call to arms is not the right term but i can't think of what it is sure like, we'll go with that like a community thing of like just because you have not personally experienced what these other people are experiencing doesn't mean that you can't you know or it's really hard to understand what someone is feeling if you yourself have not felt it mm -hmm. right like just because you've been angry doesn't mean you understand me when i felt rage yes yeah ex you know? exactly like just because you felt sad doesn't mean you felt the complete lack of you know anything that is depression yes and exactly this this is I'm not trying to make anyone who hasn't felt these things feel like they are inferior by any stretch of the means, but be accepting and be open-minded for the mm -hmm. people who are, I'm, I'm not even going to say quotation suffering, actually suffering from these issues. Yeah. Like, like, like this is real. Like these are real, like a lot of these are real medical conditions. Like, you know, I've said with mine, like, I feel like mine were luckily they were short lived and I got maybe a tiny bit of a taste like, mm -hmm. I still don't think that I fully understand what it is like to have depression. I still don't fully understand what it is like to have anxiety, like real anxiety. Like it's, but like, I, I think you have to appreciate the severity of some of these things and how, or how severe they can be. Yeah. So like, you know, along those lines, you know, if there's someone in your community who you think, you know, might have these issues or, you know, you get to know them well enough where you know they have these issues, you know, learn what helps them and just do it, mm -hmm. right? Like, 
like we we literally talked about that like you know that if i'm leaving the building and i look like i'm you know about mm-hmm. to snap just give me five minutes and then come out and talk to me yeah and you it's know? one of those things it's like sometimes that is the best solution is just to say give you know give give them the time to breathe and and, yeah. wa- and to walk it off and sometimes like you know i don't know what to do for anything stuff like that and i'll be honest like uh like i know like when you're in a funk and stuff like that i get worried about you uh, because I don't know what to do because, and I know you've had, you deal with the depression and everything, stuff like that. And so like, like those are the times when I'm, I'm really concerned about you and everything and stuff. So it's like trying to figure out how to deal with, you know, each of these things, because it's like, these are just people, you know, like, obviously you're my good, my, my very good friend. So like, mm-hmm. I care about you more than the average rando, but like, even these people at like at the game store and everything like they're one they're people like you know that counts for something even for people like me um but two they're people in a community that you you know are part of and they that community should matter to some degree like at least you know to some degree their their comfort for being there and their desire to return and so putting in just a like you don't even have to put in a lot of effort you just kind of have to pay attention like and just do the little bits you can to help people out so yeah i guess just to kind of like put a cap on all that and stuff like that just remember that these are people in your community and that it behooves you to to help them at least a little bit yeah. yeah like you don't even have to become friends with them just get to know them like, like <laughs> learn like if if you find out that they have issues learn what like triggers slash can help those issues yeah and, like you yourself will have a better time if they are not you know going off the deep end mm-hmm. in and, one way or another yeah and i mean if it's nothing else to, and this is a this may be a tougher ask and everything too but i think it's i think it's worth saying um you know if if this is something that you struggle with um be be willing to cut other people a little slack when you can like you know if you can obviously um because they probably don't get it either like and yeah. it's and hanlon's razor they're not out to get you they just don't know like like it, it's it's confusing it's hard to understand like you know i didn't as i said i didn't i don't get a lot of this i'll just say like flat out i, I don't you know and it's and trying to be compassionate is just you know behooves you i guess so yeah but yeah like compassion is a virtue yeah like even if you're even if you're a selfish person like me like being compassionate and good to other people is just pure value like yeah you know i mean it's it just goes a long way like just learning to pay attention to other people's emotions and everything like and that's and to be fair that's that is actually a like a skill that um people have in in varying degrees like it's something i feel like i'm pretty good with um kind of reading situations like that like i just know when you can always tell when you're around the certain people that like something's happening and they just don't get it yeah like and they just keep saying it's like you just absolutely do not realize what's going on but yeah (laughs) humans Uh, are fallible oh yeah um 
I, there's, so there's one one more point I just kind of want to make. It doesn't attach to any of this, really. But I'm uh, I just want to make this point because I feel like this is something people can fall into, and I just don't want it to happen. Even though, even if I say it, it will. Um, so I you know I talked about being okay with myself and everything like that earlier, and um. I basically, it's really funny. I base my self-worth on the infallible fact that I have decided I have self-worth. Um, <laughs> so like, it's kind of this like, you know, true statement is true thing, this tautology that I can just kind of have. Um, everybody doesn't have that, I understand. But yep. um, basing your self-worth on, on magic um, is just unhealthy and is just generally going to be a recipe for problems like i should say your outcomes in magic like i think i honestly in the end i think people should just realize that regardless of external factors they have self-worth and should just be okay with that but yep. that's easier said than done obviously um but basically the punch like the easy way to say this thing is is that if you if you base your value as a human being on how much you win or lose at magic like your life is going to suck regardless absolutely whether you win or lose the problem is you can't win forever right mm -hmm. like no matter how good you are losses will still happen because magic yeah. is a game of variance like oh well, someone once said something to me about like the variance of magic and uh, he was basically, he was saying how, well, does skill, ma does skill actually matter in a game of magic? Yes, because I feel like, I feel like once you know the basics and then once you all have the same cards, it all comes down to variance. I'm like, no, skill matters a lot in magic, you know, skill, like there's a reason why the people who win tournaments win tournaments yeah. with regularity. And they're like, well, then, uh, they said something about like, the skill-based nature of the game and yada yada i'm like well <laughs> uh what the hell did i say i'm like well you know the the best player doesn't always win i lose all the time <laughs> uh. you know it's like mm -hmm. i even my self-worth as a magic player is not tied to me winning or losing a game of magic yeah like and my my self-worth as a person is not tied to magic at all mm-hmm I know I'm great. Yeah, I don't. I don't I need a card the, game to tell me that. Yeah, I have that like one of Rosewater's Tales from the Pit comics, like with the little Funko figures or something like that, and it's like Liliana just being like, you know, Chandra and Liliana talking. I don't remember what the whole thing is, but it's like, why are you, why are you just okay with everything or like okay like assume you're so great or something like that? And like she's just like my plan is that I just assume that I'm more important than everyone else. Sean is like, well, what if you're not? And I was like, well, I think you're missing the simplicity of my plan. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just like, like I think you have to remove those exter external factors, and I would implore everyone to do that self-reflection and be able to. I hope they would be able to come to that conclusion. It's really easy to come to the opposite conclusion, and I think that's just wrong. Like, I don't think yeah. that is like an accurate conclusion, but. Um, people are different so um you know <laughs> i think i think we had a discussion about the book the giving tree the other day or something like that and stuff like that but like 
you know <laughs> yeah your your what you think this book is about tells a lot about you as a person i think that's what i said yeah or something like that i think on the like, wikipedia page or something like that there there's like 13 different theories for what it means <laughs> which is funny for a book that was uh not published the first time because it was too simplistic um yeah <laughs> but um yeah it's just like there's you know everybody's different and yeah it, you know, in general, one of the best ways to be able to do well in life is to understand other people, like whether yes. regardless of what it is, just just being able to understand that other people are people, um, which is a weird thing. I struggle with that still a lot, as stupid as that sounds. Um, but like, you know, understanding that they they have hopes, desires, goals, dreams, wants you know fears everything like this like this is gonna like this is probably just like the weirdest confession for this this episode stuff like that but like one of the most amazing terrifying joyous insert gigantic range of emotion days ever was when that i realized my son is a human being with independent thoughts like how how long after he was born that How long after he was stupid. born did you have that realization? I don't, I don't remember what it was. But, it, like, it sounds super stupid, doesn't it? But, like, and I think it was one of those things where it's, like, you, you but, like, having a conscious realization of this thing and stuff like that. Because, like, you start out with this little thing that's almost like a pet. Yep. Like, it, it's just, like, it, it responds to basic stimuli and you do this thing and then this happens and that's what, you know, that's what it is. And, you know, they grow and change and all this stuff and, like, you know, you have these really cool moments along the way, but then, like, at some point, it's like, oh my god, this is a person. Like, yep. as weird as that sounds, like, I know it sounds insane, but, like... This super dense loaf of bread is evolving <laughs> into a human being that's going to do its own things. It's it's absolutely astounding. But I, I call him a potato, by the way. <laughs> Which, it's really funny, because I'm, uh... I said something to him to, to when I put him to bed tonight, and he was like, "He's like, no, I'm a potato." I'm like, oh, "Okay." He's like, "But I'm not a mashed potato, so don't eat me." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, well." He's like, "He's like, but Mama might eat me because I'm a mashed potato, because but I'm not a mashed potato." Like I'm like, "Okay," like <laughs> it's like, all right, but I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> mashed potatoes are delicious, but. They are absolutely delicious. Um, yes, uh, but so, um, but don't eat them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like, I don't know. It's it's a really weird, long drawn out way of saying that people are complex. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, to cat like we're, yeah, we can, we've been doing this a while now. So, yep. uh, um, I I just want to say if 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 you're experiencing any of these things, um especially things like you know depression or anything like that uh please reach out to somebody because you know it's as i said I, i've gotten a taste only and it's it was it was incredibly difficult to deal with for the amount i had it and it seems almost monumentally impossible to do it alone the other way um and there are people that can help and just i don't know i don't even know what to say but yeah. <laughs> it's just uh 
please just let let somebody know and you know hell if it, send, send us an email or something like that if you have to yeah. but and we'll get you we'll find somebody to get in contact with the right people who can help you but like you know yeah. as i said we're not doctors but just just don't don't try to deal with with any of these issues alone yeah and i'm just i'm gonna put this out there i don't like i can't help you yeah but if you want i can talk to you because mm-hmm. i have experienced almost anything you can imagine <laughs> You had a rough, yeah, you had a rough childhood. And, like, I'm not saying that what helped, like, you know, what happened for me and what helped with me is going to help you or any of that, but I at least can empathize with most of people, most problems. If you want someone to talk to or just someone to talk at, I am willing to listen, so. I mean, you're, you're not alone. That's just no. what it is. You're you are not alone. So, but as my list of mental disorders will tell you, yeah. <laughs> but so, um, do you have anything else you want to add before? Nope. That's that's all I got. All right. Well, um, if you need to reach us, we you can send an email to the local meta at gmail dot com. Um, we're on Twitter at the local meta PC. Um, and our website is thelocalmeta.com. Our Discord's there, um, as well as a few other things. So um, you can look at those if you need to. But otherwise, that's all we have for tonight. So catch you next time. See you.